1: Hi, I'm Bob Berman and this is Jim Metzner with Astounding Universe and we're going to explore a sort of sad topic that we're losing the moon. Losing the moon. Yeah, we all love the moon and it's going bye-bye. Okay, I have a feeling there's a time component here that you're not saying. Well, there is. Every year the moon is an inch and a half farther away. So you could do the, the math. It's about a foot per decade. Since we were kids, uh, you're talking about a measurable difference in the moon's size in its effect on us and its tides and all the rest. No, wait a minute. You're saying two different things. Its size has changed and its distance has changed? Its perceived size has changed simply for the fact, I don't know if we ever got into this in this program, but it's an amazing thing, that the farther away an object is, the smaller it looks. You were baiting me. You you wanted a
0: look of astonishment just to see if I was still awake. Well, by golly, we are on top of it in this program. Our listeners would have caught that. They were poised to react. So the moon is not
1: getting smaller. It's getting further away every year. So why? Because there is a tie-in between the moon's orbit around us and its effect on Earth. And because, as we all know, it pulls on the tides and because we have a a double bulge on Earth, we're not perfectly round, we're a little bulged, it pulls on the bulge, slows down the spin of Earth. As, As it does that, there is an energy increase. If we lose energy, the moon gains energy, and the gain in energy is used by the moon to go to a higher orbit, which means it's farther away. And what's the end game here? Yes, it slowly spirals away by an inch and a half a year, making Earth slow down. Eventually, Earth's rotation period and the moon's month around us, its orbital period, which is one month, become the same. And our day is a month long. The moon's orbit is still around a month long. And so they match. And at that point, the influence stops. We don't influence it. It doesn't influence us anymore. However, since only one side of the earth is then facing the moon and one side faces away, what it really changes are real estate values. Because when you go to buy a home, you'll either have a house that has the moon in the sky every single night, or you'll have a home that never has the moon in the sky ever, because the moon won't rise or set at that time. One side of the Earth always sees it, and in fact, sees it glued to one spot in the sky, and the other side of Earth never sees it. Okay, now wait a
0: minute. This is a little different from what you were saying before, that the moon is going bye-bye. So the moon hasn't gone bye-bye, and I imagine this is like... God knows how many years
1: in the future you're going to tell us that. We're talking about hundreds of millions of years in the future. And it's gone bye-bye to the extent that now it's a much smaller moon in the sky with much less of a gravitational influence and even less of a tidal influence. So forget about watching the tide come in, sitting on the dock of the bay and all the rest of that. No, none of that anymore. Mm. Instead, there's a small moon that half of the Earth never even sees. So it's really gone for half of the Earth. We
0: don't know which half is, would be the lucky half. Uh, we'll be in competition with the Russians again on
1: that one, eh? That's right. Plus, the continents will be different then, thanks to continental drift. That throws an additional wrinkle into it that we couldn't predict what continents would see it and what wouldn't. So we wouldn't lose the moon, per se, but it would have a lot less influence on us, Right. Yes, and be gone so far as seeing it for half the Earth, and be very small for the other Earth, plus not affect us anymore, tidally. So now here I want to go into science fiction realm. Now I'm a
0: science fiction fan, and there's one of my favorite authors is a guy named Neil Stevenson, and he wrote a book called Seven Eves. And the gist of the book is what happens when we lose, literally lose, the moon. I forget exactly what the science was behind how the Moon got lost. Was it an asteroid? I don't remember what it was. But from one reason or another, we lose the Moon. I guess here's my question. If Neil Stevenson and the science behind him is correct, if we really lost the Moon, would that have a catastrophic effect
1: on the Earth in fact? Well, if we really did, it would, because the Moon stabilizes our tilt. Our axial tilt is... 23 and a half degrees but it changes over time and axial tilt matters because the more the tilt is the more extreme our seasons are and the less the tilt is the more we don't have any seasons at all so that if you look at a planet with no tilt to its axis like Jupiter whose tilt is only three degrees or Mercury whose tilt is zero degrees it's straight up and down they don't have seasons We would be, without that modifying influence of the moon, Mm -hmm. our tilt would go wildly swinging from pointing right toward the sun. In other words, a 90 degree tilt to no tilt at all. So sometimes it would destroy all life on Earth because it would get too hot. Mm -hmm. At other times we'd have no seasons, which we need for at least Mm -hmm. the way life currently is. Mm -hmm. And all of that would change. So we need need the moon. Yeah. Okay, so
0: don't despair. There'll be plenty of time for lunacy here on the Earth. And even in the future, it's not going entirely bye-bye. It's going to be distant and have less of an influence, but that's way in the future.
1: Yeah, it's not up there with high cholesterol or things like that. Okay, so
0: the take-home is enjoy that moon while you can. You got it for a couple of more million years. But in the meantime, let's be glad it's there. (laughs) <laughs> okay, for Astounding Universe, I'm Jim Metzner. And I'm Paul Berman. Catch you next time.
1: Just to think we fell in love and there's no moon at all. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods